0: Hello and welcome. My name is Christopher Chandler.
1: And my name is Chris Schauer.
0: And And we we are Generally generally American. American.
1: In our podcast, we discuss events,
0: culture, whatever else we want from a Generally American perspective. From our differing viewpoints, our goal is that we can offer others and ourselves nuanced opinions on fascinating topics related to the U.S. We invite you to be part of the discussion and we hope that you'll stick around
1: to see where the conversation takes us.
0: So let's dive in and welcome back we're live
1: we are it's good yeah, to be back
0: with uh, a live audience no, i'm just kidding <laughs>
1: <laughs> by the way i i uh i didn't mention this to you before we started huh. recording but a uh, little little interlude here i had a wisdom tooth oh. eight days ago and it went well just so ever I, I i can't remember if we brought it up in a previous episode oh yeah but... that's just for continuity's
0: sake, it oh, was That's well. right. I don't know if we talked about that. I know we talked about that off of the show. Um, I... I think I had my teeth pulled here. I'm not exactly sure. So I've pulled a lot of my teeth on my own. <laughs> without going to the dentist. Oh, God. Yeah, because it's expensive. So, I mean, I've done it before. And I had, like, a really bad tooth here. And I just tried to pull it myself. And it worked. So I think it was like half of my wisdom tooth was kind of broken off so I could just pull it out. Uh. (laughs) And my wife came into the bathroom and asked me, like, what are you doing? I was like, well, I'm trying to get my tooth out. And she's like, you can go to the dentist for that, you know? I was like, no, no, that's like way too expensive. I'm not going to the dentist. (laughs) And she's, she's like, are you stupid? Like, it doesn't cost anything. Just go to the dentist. So... But in the U.S., it's, uh... I think I had, like, two teeth pulled way, 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 way long ago, and that was, like, a grand or something, but... Yeah. Yeah, mine
1: was just the one, but... I figured uh, people would be interested to know that. Uh, also, on the weather mm. front here, it is... It's, it's really interesting. It's, uh... I, I can't remember if it's in the country or the world, but we supposedly just had the, the hottest week ever recorded. Mm. And it has been a mild summer here because, that's just how, that's just how things with climate change seem to go.
0: Well, well the U.S. is the world. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but in terms of like the weather, it's pretty bad here. I would say so. I'm a bit sensitive because I don't like heat. Everyone knows that who's been listening. I do not like heat, and it's been getting up into like the 80s and 90s. We had a couple of storms last week, and I think actually two days ago. Um, From my point of view, they're not really storms, Um, like from an American point of view, I would just say it's kind of turbulent weather, to put it mildly. But for Europeans it is, so, because I come from an area where we have storms and tornadoes all the time, and so it's nothing really new to me, but for me it's just like a lot, it's just heavy rain, but I I digress.
1: we I, I think I mentioned it before we were kind of getting that for a while, but that's uh slowed itself down, but it was it was it was novel here for while well, we did have it
0: yeah, on a lighter note though, I think I've developed a problem because uh I've been buying a lot of books, <laughs> so uh
1: as someone who did go through that uh over the last year and a half, I get it physical books yeah, are fun uh,
0: I think I've bought like eight books in the past two months. <laughs> So, a lot of it is just for research and just personal interest. It's not like I'm buying, like, all the Harry Potter books. But, yeah, I just keep buying books. And I don't know if I can stop.
1: <laughs> Eventually, well, I don't want to say that. You might well, keep up, but I But I bought probably, like, I might have, like, 500 plus or more dollars worth of Pathfinder books on my oh, shelf wow. right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I got, like... If you include the digital books that I have, I probably have, like, 600 books, 700 books. So, I have way too many. <laughs> I'm a hoarder. But, anywho, so, that's, like, the, the I want to say, like, the bi-weekly report. Um, so, we're going to touch on a very interesting topic, I would say. Cartoons.
1: Yeah, uh, that was... Uh... One of those things that was kind of interesting to talk about with people growing up and even now because people like fell into different mm-hmm. camps. You had the because there were Saturday morning cartoons, yeah. right? Which as a kid confused me because I I would never, <laughs> ever, 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 ever willingly wake up early on a Saturday. Yeah. And but it was because if you didn't have cable or anything like that, that's when you had to watch cartoons.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I would always get up at five in the morning to watch Saturday morning cartoons, which was weird because God forbid I would never want to get that early during the week. But for whatever reason, if it was for cartoons on the weekend, then that was completely fine. But uh, I don't think that's a thing anymore though <laughs> with Netflix. Um, I don't think any. I don't think anyone gets up to watch anything on TV.
1: I think you know. I remember there was uh, this was maybe like five or more years ago. So grain mm. of salt, but I went over to a friend's house, or a, a work, a work friend, and he he had like the the actual rabbit ears, like just normal, you know, free TV, and I was surprised there are like thirty channels mm. on it. these days, like there's a surprising amount of variety on there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do kind of miss that. It's a, like it's when I talk about those uh, those things, or when we talk about those things, it's very nostalgic. Um, and funny enough, I think those are the reasons why people liked watching TV back in the day, because it was something you could look forward to. Whereas now with Netflix, it's just you have everything at once. But this feeling of suspense, this feeling of having to wait. It's such a powerful feeling that it's kind of being abused. So I went on to Netflix yesterday to watch some anime. Don't ask me what it was called. Um, and I forgot that Netflix is starting to release one episode per week. You know, like back in the day where you would have to wait each week to watch an episode. Um, for like the cartoons. So some people still like it. It's kind cool. of annoying. <laughs>
1: Here's the thing, it helps it helps keep the conversation alive and it helps like it helps sustain interest. That's so, true. Uh the the example I always think of, uh JoJo's Bizarre mm. Adventure the Anime. The first five parts were just on Crunchyroll or whatever normal streaming services is were. And then Netflix bought the rights for it in for part mm. six. And The JoJo's community loves to talk about it. So, like, every week there'd be, like, new discussions, new memes. Like, people would just, you know, squeeze every little bit of juice out of every episode they can. But then Netflix got it and they released... They did their batch release. And people talked about it for, like, a week and I never heard anything about it again. And everyone was upset because they knew it was going to happen. But you can't just... So people who like to have like the weekly community conversation and things like that is it's nice to have the weekly Yeah, that
0: that's that's true. The conversation, the this whole feeling of like community. I do miss the feeling of getting off of work or um off of school and then going and watching something on TV. Uh, I don't really have that anymore because it's all at the tip of your fingers. But that's an interesting point. So would you consider anime and cartoons to be the same thing or like two different things? <clears throat> I mean, or like a like a subgenre, if you will.
1: It, it, I guess it depends who you asked. Like if if you ask somebody in Japan, they would say yes. But clearly, we have <clears throat> anime has a different, and I am losing my voice. Wow, uh, <laughs> clearly uh, outside of Japan, anime has a different connotation. That,
0: uh... I don't, know, I don't know where you heard that, but that's true. Um, so, mm. yeah, because I, I practice Japanese and I talk to a lot of Japanese people and, you know, the question always comes up, like, do you like anime? Like, sometimes I'll ask or they'll ask. And and some of them will be like, yeah, I love anime. And so then they'll say, like, "What?" I'll ask, like, well, what's your favorite anime? And they're like, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and I'm like, well, Mickey Mouse isn't anime, it's a cartoon. But from, like, the Japanese perspective, anything that's drawn more or less is a cartoon or it's anime so it's the same thing but you know as you say like from an american perspective anime is completely japanese and uh, you know cartoon is completely western i would say which brings up the age old question um, is what is it called avatar the last airbender cuz that's going to be like a movie soon again is that a
1: no, it's going to be a Netflix, a Netflix series. series.
0: Okay, I thought it was going to be a movie. Uh, but then the question is is that anime or is it a cartoon?
1: <laughs> I think even the most uh, pedantic uh, non Japanese anime fans agree that if anything deserves the title of anime that's not made in Japan, it's Avatar. Yeah. Because it. Uh, It's just so good, and it's just very,
0: very of of the genre. And that was something, when I was growing up, that was always the question, you know? Like, some people were like, would you like anime? So it's like, yeah, you know the classics. One Piece, Naruto, Bleach, Dragon Ball, stuff like that. And then someone would throw in Avatar The Last Airbender, and there would always be that guy that says it's an anime, and there would always be the guy that says, like, no, it's not an anime, it's cartoon. And I think, like, the defining feature is... It's really simple, is it Japanese or is it not Japanese? If it's Japanese, then it's anime. If it's not Japanese, then it's a cartoon more or less. So I think that's probably overly simplistic, but it's more or less the way I think most people think about you know animated shows basically
1: well, and I think a lot of where that came from and uh, I, I think it is largely a cultural thing animation. Uh, for for most of the world was like a children's yeah. movie or for entertaining children so and that's changed there's amazing um, complicated graphic uh, you know western animations these days but it's still hard to shake that, that children's connotation of where I think people just want to have it's like no no it's not a doll it's an action <laughs> figure it's different it's different Look, it moves, it has... I can put this piece on, like, it's so much more complicated, it's not a doll. That's, I, I feel like yeah. that's kind of the mentality
0: people Yeah, have. that's hilarious, because it's always... Because boys have action figures, and girls have dolls. But when you boil it down, it's basically the same thing, it's just that they have different traits. Um, but this, the point you you brought up with, like, oh, it's for children... That's very interesting because my wife was telling me when they first introduced, like, anime into, like, mainstream German media, so that was, like, in the 80s and 90s, around the same time in the U.S., they always like, oh, it's just cartoons and it's just for children. But a lot of, like, the anime that they produced was pretty gory, pretty sexual, pretty mature, um, and it was nothing that you would ever show to to a child. And so... A lot of the shows at the very beginning in Germany weren't actually vetted. So they saw the title and, and it was like, I, like some random title. You know, The Adventures of Bobo or whatever. You know, just a made-up show. And it, it sounds innocent, so we'll put it on TV and we'll let the kids watch it. <laughs> and then, you know, later comp- parents started complaining about how violent these things are. And they're like, oh, okay, then I guess there is a difference between, you know, cartoons for kids and cartoons for adults. Um, but I think a lot of people still have the sentiment that cartoons is for chil- or for children, basically, you know. Um,
1: and it, and it was that way for a yeah. long time. I'm sure there's things you and I don't know about, but I'm I've been trying to go back in my mind like the oldest non explicitly non children's cartoon I can think of, and it would be The Simpsons.
0: Ah, yeah, yeah, The Simpsons.
1: Because The Simpsons came out in, like, December of 89, if I yeah, remember
0: right. Yeah, it's one of the oldest cartoons, I would say, in the U.S.
1: So, very, very, very much not. I mean, it's not... By today's standard it's not exactly the worst. But back then, that was so not for kids. I,
0: have, did you regularly watch The Simpsons, like, growing up?
1: Oh, absolutely. I never
0: watched it, really.
1: If I remember right...
0: Uh it was on channel 4 at 6 p.m. Yeah, I think it was on Fox for the most part when I was growing up. Yep. I never watched The Simpsons to be honest. I watched like a handful of episodes when I was growing up and I was like, "My god, this is so stupid." And then like I came to well I started talking to my wife and she's like, "Hey, like you're American, like do you know like The Simpsons?" And I'm like, "Yeah, of course I know The Simpsons." And she's like, "Oh my god, like I love it. Like I've seen all the episodes. It's like they're so weird." To have someone from a different country know more about The Simpsons, which is, like, the most American cartoon, I would say, well, not ever, but one of them, know more about that than, like, me. So it was really kind of weird. Um, And because of my wife, I've probably seen, like, 700 episodes of The Simpsons now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've seen all of them. (laughs)
1: Uh, I feel like most American cartoon, that would have to go to, like, King of the Hill, though. King of the Hill is... uh... Yeah. It's weird. It's one of those things. I think it's such a good show, but I don't want to watch it because it's so good that it accomplishes its goal too well.
0: I think King of the Hill is everyone's perspective or take on Texas who's not from Texas. Um, I, that's what I feel like. I don't know how authentic the show is, but it's, you know, because like Texas is like, you know, I guess like the odd man out, if you will, like California and New York. Um. So, that's pretty much what King of the Hill is about. I think up until recently they were making episodes, but I, th- I think it's officially off the air. Been off the air for a couple of years. I,
1: no, no, no. I I heard it's been. Uh, I remember the so-called series finale mm. when I was a teenager, where uh, the main character's dad died, uh, if I remember right. But they were talking about bringing it back.
0: Okay. I don't know. I've been kind of out of the loop on that. What they? So I mean, they've killed off a lot of shows. Like, a lot of cartoons. So, if you go, like, into, like, the more adult section, I would say, of... Well, not adult, but, like, you know, for more mature audiences, if you will. Futurama. You know, they've killed that off, like, three times. Uh, Family Guy.
1: And it's coming yeah, again. Yeah. again.
0: <laughs> they've killed Family Guy off, like, three or four times, too. Um, I can't think of another episode. What, what What is interesting... So, if you examine, like, Spongebob and, like, South Park... Spongebob more or less tries to be, like, family-friendly, although I would argue it's actually not. Um, And South Park, on the surface, seems like it would be, like, a children's show, but it's really not. (laughs) So, uh, but South Park's been going pretty strong, too, I think, since the 90s. Um,
1: I haven't caught South Park in uh, a while, but I know they've had some good seasons.
0: uh, I've seen, like, the first 10 or 14 seasons, maybe, of South Park. For me personally, after a while, it kind of got repetitive, especially like with a lot of like the Jew jokes. So I kind of just stopped watching. Uh... S- still, I I
1: respected on, uh, on a few different levels. Like I'm sure you remember this. They uh, so their their production cycle is famously fast mm-hmm. the because they have. And this was over a decade ago. I'm sure it's changed and improved since then. But they had this, you know, they have this proprietary software they designed to make their episodes quicker. Obviously, it's all two D cutouts, so it's it's not very complicated. And because of that, they can do their episode turnover so high, so that their topics are always like red hot relevant. Mm. So they did an episode. Uh, the day they had an episode release, it was either the night of or the day after the 2008 presidential election. Where what they did was they had like the skeleton of a plot put together (laughs) and they had already done some scenes. And then depending on who won, they had to uh, write, really quickly write and animate new scenes for that and slot them in and it worked and it was like at the time it was like how did they do this like this is there's no possible way they could have this done by now
0: yeah yeah i remember that episode where it, they kind of structured the whole thing as um like ocean's 11 yeah, yeah yeah i i remember that that reminds me a little bit about what happened with uh the presidential election with i think it was harry truman where they where they famously printed um like, a whole bunch of newspapers saying that he, he lost by, like, five points. And they printed it, like, the day before, you know, the, the results were posted. And they were planning on, like, you know, the delivering all the newspapers saying, you know, Truman lost. And I can't remember what the what the opponent's name was. But that his opponent had won. And there's this famous picture of Harriet Truman basically standing there holding the newspaper. Uh, showing, like, actually, I won and he lost. So, um... Yeah, I guess South Park is famous for being very, like, culturally critical. You know, that that's the most... Or maybe edgy would probably be, like, the better term. Although I feel like edgy is more something from, like, the 90s and the early 2000s. But still. Um,
1: Definitely universally irreverent,
0: though. Yeah. I, I, I like the old stuff. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm not gonna lie. I like the old South Park episodes. I still... Find them to be a bit raunchy, but they they still definitely make me laugh. So, and I was watching those two when I was in high school. I don't know how popular they are now. I I, f-
1: I don't know if they still have hmm. it. But before even streaming was a mm-hmm. big thing, you used to be able to watch basically every episode of South Park online. Oh yeah yeah yeah, on their own website. Hmm. Which was, as a, as a kid, I was like, this is weird, but it's their website. It was, like, on Comedy Central. And they did that. I wouldn't be surprised if it's still mm-hmm. there, just because that's the kind of guys they seem to be. Uh, I also wouldn't be surprised if it's not there due to rights these days.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, a lo- I think, like, a lot of, like, the cartoons for adults, even now, are just their, their take on life is, like, hey, let's take American society and, like, Criticize it and like make, make fun of it, and I feel like that's true for Futurama, Family Guy, American Dad, uh, South Park. Um, what what's the, the newest one? I guess is uh, Rick and Morty. I would say it's not like super new, but it's newer than the other ones. That's also like a, a take on American society. Um, with I think the, the the themes behind Rick and Morty is it's supposed to be like a play on like Back to the Future, I believe you know, um, with...
1: Yeah, in terms of, like, like the, the... characters. Uh,
0: the yeah. The two main
1: characters. And then it... It kind of became its own. And that was, like... That show was weird for me, because my best friend introduced mm-hmm. me to it. And I loved it. Like, it was just so different, and it was just so... It was just non-stop entertaining. Yeah. And then... Season three has, like, this big emotional cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. And I remember waiting, like, a year and a half for season four to come out. And I watched, you know, like, three episodes of season four. And I was like, all right, I'm I'm good. I just never went back.
0: I mean, I like a lot of, like, American humor, obviously. (laughs) But I feel after a while it does become very repetitive. And so I watched, like, the first couple of seasons. And then I get my fill. And so it doesn't really... It doesn't really change, I would say. So a lot of these shows were on... I'm kind of cheating because I have to remember. On Cartoon Network and Adult Swim. So when I was growing up, like I would watch like Cartoon Network religiously every day. <laughs> and then as I got older, I kind of switched to Adult Swim. And, you know, you had like the other...
1: I'm I'm very glad you're also a uh, Cartoon
0: Network kid. <laughs> I think everyone in our in our age range like grew up on Cartoon Network. I don't.
1: Well, see here. It, here's the thing. That's that divide yeah. though. Like there were Cartoon Network kids, and there were like Disney Disney XD kids.
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah.
1: And like Nickelodeon kids. So like growing up, you know, Ed Ed and Eddie, Courage the Cowardly yeah. Dog, uh, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, all these amazing shows. But I, until I was like a teenager and I was bored enough to finally check it mm-hmm. out one day, like I never watched shows like Kim Possible or Fairly Odd Parents, uh, which are good shows. And then I didn't—I never even touched Nickelodeon. Like I didn't watch Avatar, uh, The Last Airbender, until I was in my 20s. Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: which,
1: which, by the way, watching it for the first time as an adult, still an excellent oh, show. Is
0: de- I would say, of. Out of all the things that we've listed here, I would definitely say that Avatar is really like top notch. I would say it's it's really good in terms of like storyline, animation, pacing, all that. So it's really, really one of my favorites. So I would I wouldn't have a problem calling it an anime, even though technically speaking, it's not. Um, plus, did you ever watch Korra? No, I don't, doesn't that like the sequel to it. No, I never yeah, watched that. Yeah, I
1: would argue people don't like it as much. But, again, watching it as an adult, and basically with my friends, I watched it directly after we finished mm-hmm. Avatar. I think I like Korra more.
0: Uh, I'll check it out.
1: Because, like, as a kid, like, the especially the beginning of Avatar, it's very, you know, it's a very weekly show. It's like, okay, we're kind of, you know we're walking to this place for five episodes and every episode we're going to stumble upon some problem or we're going to meet some group of people. Like, it's very episodic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Korra felt a lot more plot-driven. Uh, which I always appreciate in the show. Yeah,
0: I only watched, like, I think one episode of that. I'm really against sequels because I feel like a lot of the sequels are just kind of thrown in there. So... We'll make a show, we'll see how popular it is, and if it's popular enough, then we'll continue it. And if it's not, we'll just leave it for dead, basically. And sometimes it's actually part of the, the storyline. So, I guess, famously, Harry Potter, which obviously isn't a cartoon, but um, it has seven books, and those are like, or six maybe. It, feel free to correct me, I don't know. <laughs> but it, it, she, the author, basically had a set amount of books for a set amount of years. For um, a set amount of stories. So for me, it's not a sequel. It's just a continuation of, you know, of the plot line. Whereas, like, a lot of shows nowadays, it's really just like, hey, this is popular. Let's see if we can make a sequel to it. And that's kind of, like, what I felt like with, like, the Korra, whatever they're called. Because for me, Avatar was more or less, you know, it was kind of done and over with. So I didn't really feel the need to continue. But... I guess I'll give it a check. I'll check yeah. it out.
1: At, at the risk of uh, making this too Avatar-driven, like, the themes of Avatar and cycles, mm. and, you know, reincarnation, the next generation, it is very, very, very thematic to have a sequel about the next Avatar. Like, that's... And there are, you know if you really want to dive in there are books like you can read books about previous avatars. Like it's that, that whole format really lends itself well to a, a new story told every 50 or so years.
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is based on reincarnation and Buddhism, whatnot. There was the, the movie by, what's the director's name? M
1: M. Thank you. I always
0: butcher it. And that movie was God awful. (laughs) I watched it for free on a plane and I'm glad because I didn't want to pay for it, but it was just terrible. So we'll see if like the new Avatar series is even better, but I'm not holding my breath.
1: <laughs> I, I bet it will be just because it's hard to be worse yeah, than that's that. True. Also, apparently uh, Avatar there is like an Avatar Studios mm. that is working on some kind of animation. Uh. uh just in advance though, I can't imagine the Netflix series succeeding. Because I think they shot it pre-COVID, and it's a series about children, uh. so <laughs> everyone's gonna be an adult now. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. So, if if we kind of like swing over from like Adult Swim and Cartoon Network to like Disney, you know, those are like all the Disney classics. Um, you know, like Beauty and the Beast, um, Snow White, Ariel, Aladdin, Hercules, uh, Robin Hood. You know the list, uh, Mickey Mouse. The list goes on and on and on and on, and I guess the beauty about Disney is that it's been through like so many generations. Like my my grandparents, you know, they watched a lot of these shows. My parents watched these shows. You know, I've watched these shows. So it's uh, I basically by now it's cultural knowledge because Disney's been around for I think like a hundred years basically, and I love the originals but i don't know how i feel about them re like directing and reimagining all of the old shows and making them live action um, i think maybe that's the point where i can say i'm old <laughs> and i like how things were and i don't like the new versions but um it's...
1: well it's i i don't like it because it feels it's artistically bad that's yeah, true like the amount of money and manpower it takes to make one one of these uh cg live mm-hmm. action remake films is staggering that could be p- put towards something new or at least a sequel which you know is not super creative either but it's something new ish mm. cuz here's the thing most of these disney animated original movies still look amazing they're still good movies uh, I can't say it's something I am interested in sitting down and watching in my free time but like I I remember I think I think the first big one that came out was Aladdin wasn't that it?
0: was like the Renaissance in like the 90s you have this a Disney Renaissance where like from like 1990 to the beginning of 2000 like all of the Disney movies were just quote unquote perfect so.
1: Yeah, I and mean, it was the first one that got a live action remake, mm. right? With the Will Smith genie?
0: No, that's not true. I think The Lion King came before that, didn't it? They
1: I don't think so, but I might I be wrong. I could be wrong.
0: I'm not I don't feel like checking, but at
1: <laughs> Ala- at the very least Aladdin was when it was seriously on mm-hmm. my radar. And I remember being curious, so I I I uh went to a few film review channels I subscribed to on YouTube and listen to some reviews and the general consensus was it's not a bad movie like it's like they're you know it's entertaining enough but it's certainly not as good as the original and it's basically just retreading the original why would you not just watch the original like what purpose does this movie serve aside from making money
0: so and that's that's kind of my I think the common answer to that is it's you're remaking the movie for new audiences so it's acceptable which I do kind of accept that as an answer because if you go back through history, um, we've always retold, story, retold stories in different ways, in different formats, in different media, um, so I don't necessarily uh, knock that as like a, a reason for remaking the movies. But in this case, I think you're right. It does feel like a money grab. And for me personally, I feel like a lot of the magic is gone. The And... The proof of this is in the remake of the Lion King movie, the Lion King movie, because if you watch the original from the 90s, you see like all this fantastic artwork, you see like the animals and you you just get introduced to like a whole new world basically. Whereas like with the remake, they they're trying to make it like hyper realistic to the point where it's almost scary. Um and to, for me personally, I don't find that to be very attractive in terms of, like, art. Um, but I guess maybe my opinion doesn't matter because the movie made, like, a billion dollars. <laughs> but still, in terms of artwork, I much prefer, um, you know, hand-drawn stuff. So.
1: Absolutely. And it's harder and harder to to do that these days. Even, like, quote-unquote hand-drawn animation these mm. days is usually not so I, I don't know how familiar you are with the process do you are you familiar with cells
0: no not really
1: so i'm not super familiar with it but uh, very generalization classical animation was cell based so it would be somebody sitting down and drawing each individual frame of of the animation, and then obviously you run all those real quick, and that's that's animated, and it's it's a long drawn out process, but it definitely has a unique look to it. It looks it looks very nice, and then these days most animation is done digitally, mm. and it still looks good, but it's one of those things. It just it feels like it it just has lost just like that little bit of humanity. And all those old Disney animated films—they're—they're definitely—they all have to be cell-based. There's no way they're not.
0: I mean, if you like, you'll see like a lot of these montages, or I don't know what you want to call them, but a lot of like these comparisons of a lot of like the older Disney movies from like the '50s to like the '60s, and you definitely see them reusing a, like a lot of material, especially like a lot of the dancing scenes. If you um, analyze like in like Robin Hood, Snow White, uh, Beauty and the Beast, and you analyze the scenes like the, where they're dancing. They tend to use like the same movements because they just reused artifacts, basically. Um, but still, I find that it has a lot more charm. Um, I, so even if it's done,
1: that's a good yeah. Word for even it. if it's
0: done digitally, I still find it to be beautiful. Um, whereas if you go after like things like Pixar, for example or, like, DreamWorks, a lot, really, really, like, a lot of these movies feel like copy, uh, feel like, you know, like, uh, copy and paste, basically, like cookie cutter. So, and you could say the same thing about Disney, which is true, but Disney had a style, the other companies had different styles, so each company kind of had its own style. So you could say this is from Company A, Company B, Company C, and so on and so forth. Whereas, nowadays, for, like, a lot of, like, the... uh, like the animated stuff, it's it really all of it looks the same. So I,
1: yeah, especially uh, Illumination, yeah. is is the one that's like the most infamous for it. They're the they're the minions people, uh, and they make a bunch of other you know. Take your take your small child to this yeah. movie, and they'll you know they'll watch the noise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh. Oh, sorry. I'll no, go on, go on. It. I was done. I uh, was gonna have my moment to complain about children because I am a notorious children hater, of course. Uh, oh no! <laughs> we were, we were. Uh, by the way, little preface. Have you seen uh, the Spider Verse movies?
0: I've seen one. I think like the very first, but I haven't seen.
1: So you didn't? You didn't see the no, one that I haven't just seen came it out. Yet. So it's fantastic. They're both fantastic. I would say. The second one is even more impressive artistically than the first. Uh, Mm. The animation and the styles on display are uh, pretty Mm -hmm. breathtaking. But we're watching this movie. I'm with my two roommates. And this family brought in like six kids. Like two, like, like either babies or very young toddlers that cried the whole time. And then a bunch of other kids, like, four to eight, somewhere in there. And they just spent the whole movie sprinting, like, <laughs> around the theater. And at one point, they weren't even going up and down the stairs. They were, like, going between the rows for no reason. And this kid, like, shin-checked oh, me. Oh, no. Like, it was a bad kick in a soccer match. And I'm just like, "What? what is this kid? Like, why is this? Why are these parents allowing this? Like, why did, why did I put myself in this situation by taking almost a month to go see this movie?
0: Yeah, I can I can understand your grievances there.
1: Because I, I... Which confused me, because kids love Spider-Man, right? How are these kids bored in a Spider-Man movie?
0: I love Spider-Man too, but I'm super old. I like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies.
1: Yeah, it's all it's all great. <laughs> it's all amazing. It's all fun web-swinging quippy action.
0: I just, Yeah, I mean, I think most people love Spider-Man. Uh I love it more than Batman. I don't know if, if those are cartoons though. I think that falls in the category of comics in all honesty. It's
1: animation. Yeah,
0: I mean, if you want to you Yeah, if you use like the overarching term animation, then you can you know use cartoons comics anime um
1: i am a i'm a fan of big tentpole animation
0: uh,
1: everyone's on the same side
0: okay <laughs> then you know then we could talk about you know like comic strips because those are pretty influential i mean everyone knows snoopy peanuts <laughs> <laughs> i would say you know if you're, if you're, like, with Mickey Mouse, because those were also, like, kind of, like, small movies, you know, like, comic strips. I don't think, well, that's probably not true for Mickey Mouse. I don't know if that was ever a comic strip, but Peanuts was. And I would say that's quintessentially American. Um, and I feel like almost everyone knows, you know, what who Snoopy is or what Snoopy is. And his little bird friend, I can't remember his name. Isn't, his, isn't the bird name Woodstock? Isn't that his name? Uh yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure that's yeah, right. Yeah, so uh, I love that. And like the Dilbert uh the Dilbert ones those are good, but y- you can't really <laughs> read those anymore because the guy got fired for his racist uh tirade <laughs> on on camera. Yeah, <laughs> I I
1: I can't remember exactly what he said, but I saw I saw that and I'm like I don't like Tangent, but I I don't understand how you're, you know, you're probably fairly wealthy. Probably not like rolling in it, but you know, probably wealthier than any of us will ever be. And you have a pretty popular product. It probably doesn't take a lot of effort to produce. And you have some opinions that are obviously not going to fly in today's climate. Mm -hmm. And you could just say nothing and keep making money. Yeah, you could just do nothing.
0: <laughs> I feel like I feel that way for like a lot of celebrities, to be honest. You know, a lot of them just put their foot, foot in their mouths and, you know, just kind of all go south, basically. And and you know what?
1: Sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes like morally, it's like, hey, I really believe in this issue. Uh, might, you know, lose me some jobs, opportunities or some popularity. But I believe X should be Y. I very strongly believe that, but yeah, th- that's, this is not this is not that case.
0: <laughs> no, long story short to uh, in a very comp uh, basically compact format. I think the guy went on camera and said, um, like there was some poll done, so some survey saying that sixty percent of black people in the US. think it's not okay to be white which I don't even know what that means, to be honest. That doesn't make any sense. But that was the poll he was quoting. And so he basically said, if that's true, then white people should stay, should stay away from black people because black people are a hate group. That was basically what he said. And he lost his, his job and all of his support, and he got canceled, and... and
1: I mean, it's just a stupid thing Of course thing it's, to it's say. a stupid
0: thing to say. Um, I don't at all agree with it, but I don't...
1: And it may or may not be a real poll, but polls, polls are not perfect. You need to have the data for a poll. You need to have exactly mm-hmm. the wording of the of the yeah. question being used in the poll. Uh, I was actually just reading a thing before I dragged myself out of bed this morning. <laughs> uh, I can't remember when it was, so I, I bet someone can find it if they Google it. Uh, someone went around with like a clipboard polling random women on the street like hey would you be in favor of ending women's suffrage mm-hmm. and they got more yeses than no's of course women's suffrage is just you know women's right to vote and rights in general but because of the wording it sounded like oh. a bad thing so like would you be willing to end this horrible thing for women and women were like of course absolutely
0: yeah um suffrage is a really weird term I would say in English so for those who don't know suffrage is just a synonym for voting um, I think the the early pioneer this is completely off topic for cartoons but the the early pioneers for women's rights were called suffragettes and those are just basically women who were for other women voting so if you're in favor of suffrage it means you're in favor of voting but not in favor of suffering <laughs> So, I want to end women's suffering, not their suffrage, <laughs> basically, basically. Right, but
1: because because it doesn't yeah. sound like a particular... So, I am always skeptical of when people pull random, uh, oh, well, uh, according to this, this poll, uh, 80% of people think babies should be killed, <laughs> or well, something silly like yeah. that. I'm like, okay... Uh, I am going to need a lot more information before we uh, go any further.
0: Yeah, I love polls and statistics, you know. Like, 80% of statistics are made up on the spot when you need them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sports? Uh, I know you're not a sports guy, and we're getting off topic, but one thing that sports broadcasts love to do is cherry-pick stats. Like, they'll be like, oh my gosh, this is the first time in 17 years... Where a player with the last name starting with T, uh, <laughs> scored a point in the fifth minute of the third quarter, like weird stuff like that. Like I'm a big fan of like funny cherry pick stats mm-hmm. like that. But they, I swear they they must just have a stats team, like combing records at all times during every broadcast. Like we gotta find something. <laughs> we gotta find something.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Definitely. Stats are very interesting. So we're slowly coming to a close. So. Um, from my side, basically, I would definitely encourage everyone to, uh, basically go back and, like, re-watch, like, a lot of, like, the classic Disney movies, so I, I really enjoy them, even if they're not necessarily up to today's standards, the biggest being Peter Pan, that's also been criticized for its, I guess, less than colorful or less than appropriate depiction of Native Americans, um... But still, like Jungle Book, Peter Pan, Mickey Mouse, um, Aladdin—like go back and rewatch like the classics. I really enjoy them. And a modern, modern one I really can really recommend is Avatar: The Last Airbender. It it's more like you know Buddhism, Taoism, Taoism, uh, and like Chinese kind of all mixed together. So those are like the aspects. I don't know if you have something to add. Any recommendations? I, I do. Okay.
1: I, I actually did want to do a little handful of recommends. Uh, for... for uh, well, nobody watching this is... Pro- or listening to this is probably a child. But if you're interested in something more uh, child-age range, Courage the Cowardly oh, yeah. Dog is an absolute classic. Um, it definitely got away with things it shouldn't have. <laughs> And was scarring to children, but it's so well done. It's it's a horror kids show, and it's really effective horror. Uh, Batman the Animated Series, Teen Titans, all probably like ten out of ten shows. Uh, going a little bit older, I would I would actually say, because uh, a, a lot of people watched Avatar the Last Airbender, but never watched Korra. Mm. Uh, Korra is, definitely feels like a bit more of a mature show. Uh, it's still definitely a kid's show, but because I think some of its seasons actually were online only, mm. so they were able to get away with some more stuff. Uh, definitely more graphic than uh, the original series. And then adult series? Uh, Invincible. I really enjoyed Invincible. Oh, I, I have like that one. It's a really messed... I you haven't. It's it's on Amazon. It's really it's like a it's kind of like The mm-hmm. Boys, if you're familiar yeah, with The yeah. Boys, like it's a kind of a messed up pseudo realistic take on the superhero genre, mm. but it's just it's really well animated. It's really fun, but it has these it has these abrupt tonal shifts cuz it feels like a normal superhero show for a while and it will keep doing that and then it has like a tonal shift like no if somebody with super strength punches you uh you don't fly back and then hit a wall you turn into paste because that's what happens when somebody who can lift a hundred thousand pounds punches you Hmm. uh i'm a big fan of tonal shifts in media out of nowhere uh so i really enjoyed it anyway that's my long-witted uh all right
0: so you heard it from the horse's mouth (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah so thanks so much for listening and stay safe stay cool and we'll all catch you in the next one <laughs> all right bye. bye everyone we really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast we hope that it was informative and that we were able to expand your worldview even if only just a little welcome feedback comments and constructive criticism
1: if you'd like to provide us with any please reach out to us at our Discord or email address, both of which will be listed in in the description.
0: Thanks again for listening, and until next time.